Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking, and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Today's episode is a conversation with Shari Lyons from Belly to Birth. Shari is a certified hypnobirthing practitioner and she is super, super passionate about educating, supporting and guiding families through their pregnancy and into having a positive birth experience where possible. Shari and I cover a lot of topics in this conversation and she shares her top tips for expectant parents. Now, even if you're not an expectant parent, I think that you'll still take a lot away from this conversation because when I was speaking with Shari, I was sat there nodding along going, yep, yep, I wish I had known that. And it was just nice, I guess, to hear someone so passionate about what they do. Shari is an award-winning practitioner. She was awarded one of only four awards given out by Hypnobirthing Australia at their annual conference, Five Years Running. She's been featured in a number of stories, and her hope is to improve awareness of women's birth rights and to help educate them on the options available to them during their pregnancy and birth. I really enjoyed learning more about hypnobirthing and my conversation with Shari from belly to birth. So let's get stuck into it. Shari, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to have this conversation with our community. I've been really, really looking forward to covering this topic with you. Thank you so much, Kylie. I'm um, definitely a a birth nerd, so I could talk about hypnobirthing and birth all day if, (laughs) if I had the opportunity to. But yeah, I'd love to share. A birth nerd. That is not a term I've heard before, but I love it. That's so cool. Well, I'm excited to get stuck into it with you. But before we do dive into the top five tips today, would you share with our listeners a little bit about who you are and what it is that you actually do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I am a certified hypnobirthing Australia practitioner and childbirth educator. Um, My passion, my goal, my purpose in this life is to really help 
couples approach their birth without fear and showing them some amazing tools and techniques to help them along their journey through pregnancy, birth, and even parenting. Um, but ultimately, it's all about helping couples prepare or, or singles um, prepare for a positive birth experience. Um, that doesn't just mean a natural birth, you know, um, that's something that the course that I cover, we really want to help um, women and partners prepare for whatever turn their birthing takes. So that may mean showing them techniques if they want to use an epidural or have an epidural, sorry, or if they do choose with their caregiver that it's safest for them to have a cesarean birth, um, even in, you know, medical intervention like induction. Um, so it's not just about teaching them one way of birthing and that natural birth is the only way. It's about helping them to really understand what their options are so that they can make informed decisions that are right for them and their baby. Mm, I love that. And do you find that when people hear that you work in the hypnobirthing space, they kind of have a bit of a, I guess, a reaction of, oh, hypnobirthing must mean it's a little bit woo-woo and it's only for natural birth? Like, Do you yeah, find there's a bit of stigma surrounding the, the title of hypnobirthing? Yeah, absolutely. I think just the hypno part of hypnobirthing can, people can just can misunderstand actually. It can, yeah, but I, I think it's a lot to do with not understanding actually what hypnosis is. So the hypno part of hypnobirthing does stand for hypnosis, but it, what I teach and what I share to, to women is to help them understand how they can bring themselves into hypnosis. And all that means is a state of focus. So I help them by sharing techniques like breath work and uh, visualization or movement or I show birth partners massage techniques and the mum can really focus on the breathing rather than focusing on the really intense sensation or painful sensations that they could feel. Um, so yeah, it's just, there is a bit of a misunderstanding of what hypnosis is. I think because, you know, what we see on TV or if you've been on a cruise and you see these stage <laughs> hypnotherapists and, you know, they make you believe or, or make you see that they have some kind of control of your mind and it's not like that at all. Um, so yeah, it makes it a bit hard, but we've really kind of started to call the program, the positive birth program, um, because that's really what it's about. Yeah. I love that. That's great. And it's so funny. You mentioned like the cruise ship thing, because I think so many people's mind does go there. They sort of imagine that person up on stage, swinging a crystal in front of someone's face and getting them to, you know, cluck like a chicken and things like that. So I can imagine yeah. there would be some pushback, but I love the reframing of it's all about taking back, I guess, a bit of control in creating a positive experience, even amongst the chaos that can sometimes mm -hmm. ensue when it does come to labor and birth. Now yep. you mentioned that you work with couples and singles who may be, may be experiencing fear surrounding mm -hmm. their journey of giving birth. How often do people get in touch with you and they're really, really scared like super scared of what's to come. And then how do you work with them? How do you coach them through that? 
Yeah, look, there's a lot of different kinds of fears that women have. Um, There is fear of pain, there is fear of needles, there is fear of medical intervention, the fear of the unknown. Um, I've worked with many women or and partners who've suffered traumatic births in the past so there's the fear of them you know well they have going, that evidence then they sort of they have it, that experience that experience yeah so um it's it's really kind of getting them to look at birth in a whole new light and especially for those first time mums because a lot of the time the fears that many first time mums have have been created by what society what by what friends and family have shared with them so it's not that they have gone through the experience themselves but it's because of everyone else's opinions or or what they're being told or what they've seen in the movies you know and the movies and TV don't really portray birth in a in a positive light it's always very dramatic and medicalized and and so this is what many of us have seen of birth since the time that we were children so we already within our subconscious mind have these preconceptions that birth is painful it's going to be long that you know the doctors will cut you that you know you're going to poo during labor that you know all these things that um are kind of have been created outside of us but then we take it on as our own and that's what can then cause the anxiety and the fear and the stress and what I really help women understand is is the power of their mind and the mind-body connection and that if we approach our birth with fear then automatically our body is going out of homeostasis and when that happens the blood is basically drawn away from all of the muscles and even some of the organs to to the the extremities to fight and run and that alone can inhibit the beautiful hormones of birth that we are designed to release for natural labor and birth so a big part of what i do is in helping to reduce fear is just sharing with the the women and partners actually about the physiology of birth because I don't know about you, but has did anyone ever explain to you about the hormones of birth and how these hormones work, and then how to work with your body? It's no. it's not yeah, it's not something that's really spoken about. And I had no idea even how my uterus was designed to work. When someone asked me that, I was like, well, "What do you mean? Like it just pushes the baby out, doesn't it?" It's but, so. It's so true, everything you're saying, particularly about the narrative that we have surrounding labour and giving birth. And when you were speaking just then, Shari, I was thinking like you do, growing up you see everything in the movies and you have all of the stories and then as you get a bit older and you're exposed to people who are having kids, it's you know often very much a negative experience of mm-hmm you know, delivering their child. And I was just thinking, I can remember years and years ago, like I'm talking maybe 15 years ago, I had a conversation, maybe even, oh gosh, yeah, I don't even want to count back. It would have to be at least 15 years ago. I had an interaction with a midwife and she said to me that one of her passions is educating women on orgasmic births. And this Mm -hmm. was such a, like such a, um, 
such a wild concept to me that I can still remember exactly where I was that she said this to me. Whereas I can't remember every other single interaction of birth is negative because it's just around, it was just around me. It was just the culture of, you know, like Mm -hmm. you said, growing up, you see the woman screaming in pain to get the child out and all of those things. But just this paradigm shift, this concept of someone saying to me, oh, actually labor can be a really orgasmic experience. And she said, you have to watch a documentary called The Orgasmic Birth. And it was just one of those things that I thought, oh, I've never heard it framed this way before. Yeah, yeah. And that all comes down to the hormones that we are designed to release for labor and birth. So physiologically, we are designed to release a beautiful cocktail of hormones. We have um, endorphins. So endorphins are the hormone of pleasure. Anytime we feel good, we release endorphins. You know, when we're laughing, when we exercise, when we eat a good meal, um, we're absolutely designed to release endorphins in copious amounts to, and that this is what helps with the intense sensations that our bodies are going through. Now, the main hormone of birth is, is, oxytocin and oxytocin is actually what would they believe actually stimulates uterine contractions so and it's actually your baby that releases the oxytocin that then stimulates our oxytocin release so as much as we think we can control and try and put ourselves into labor if your baby's not ready it's not going to happen but oxytocin is what we release when we orgasm through nipple stimulation mm-hmm. through clitoral stimulation the, people call it the love hormone don't they it is the, yeah the it love, is it's, yeah Yep, it's the love hormone. It's the it's the bonding hormone as well. So we need to be releasing this beautiful hormone to for labor to progress, for the uterus to, uh, because we've got thousands of oxytocin receptors located all around the muscles in the outside of the uterus. And when that oxytocin is released, those receptors receive the oxytocin. That's what stimulates um, the oxytocin to, sorry, the the uterus to, um, the muscles in the uterus to work. And together, oxytocin and endorphins work together to bring you into this sense of calm connection. And it kind of um, brings women inward. And so, yeah, women have actually experienced an orgasmic birth because that's the hormone that actually does get released when we orgasm. And I know probably people thinking, oh yeah, right. This is, you know, no way, but it's amazing that when you can approach your birth without fear, you have trust in your body that it's amazing how beautiful and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like the experience can just be elating. Like I, I remember with my daughter, I um, had the most amazing, beautiful experience and not once did I ever think of pain. I'm not saying it wasn't intense, you know, so I'm not here saying that birth is pain-free or you can have a pain-free birth. But for me, I never registered the thought of pain and it was because I knew how to work with my body and I know I was releasing these beautiful hormones um, because I felt myself coming inward. Um, it yeah. sounds like it sounds a little bit like, and this is speaking of someone who has only had a C-section, but I guess it sounds like surrender. Yes, absolutely. And that's a big part of labor and birth is that we have to surrender over to our body and to our baby. Um, But unfortunately, it has all become about control. Um, And not just for ourselves, but also our medical system wanting to kind of control the outcomes. And that's when we have this pressure, or if we do have these fears, 
the stress hormone is released and that's when it inhibits oxytocin, endorphins, melatonin. Um, yeah, so it's it, it, we're, we have, have to have this very sensitive balance um, when it comes to labour and birth um, to be able to have the physiological birth that we are designed to have as women. Um, but it has become very medicalised and therefore, and also we've brought birth out of being from the home kind of into a hospital setting, which we know is the safest place for us. But that's why I kind of teach women how to create an environment for themselves, even within um, a hospital birth suite, where they feel safe, where they feel mm. private, where they feel unobserved and where they can connect with each other. Um, and that's something that I really love about what I share is that it's not just about the birthing mother. I teach the birth partners about their role and how they can help their partner feel safe and feel connected through touch and different techniques. I love that. And speaking of the things that you teach the people that you work with, let's go through the top five tips that you have for preparing your clients for labour and birth. So the first one that you mentioned to me in our show notes was the importance of sitting down with your birth partner and having a discussion about what a positive birth means to you both. Yeah, this is really important because it's we're all different in what we, in what we want, and it it's okay if you're if you want to have um, medical help or if you want to have that epidural or if you choose a cesarean, that's okay. But it's also about sitting down and going, okay, well, how can we make this experience as positive as we can? And it's kind of like you need to know what you want to be able to figure out how you're going to work towards it. So that's kind of also what I really help do. And we, we talk about this in our first session and I actually get couples to sit down and have a discussion with each other because a lot of the times as women, like we're the ones pregnant, we're the ones going through it and the birth partners can sometimes kind of be left out or not kind of feel that connection to, to the pregnancy. And that's where by coming together and having a really open discussion about what you want. And also, you know, for me, when I was talking to my husband, I was saying to him, like, do you know how to support me? Like, I want this to be an experience for both of us that is going to, we're both going to come out of it loving. Um, so how can we do that? How can we achieve that together? I love that you've put such a focus on the importance of having that clear communication with your birth partner and defining exactly what a positive birth means to, you know, both of you as individuals, but also collectively. And I just wonder with defining what a positive birth means, do you try and guide your clients towards, okay, define what a positive birth means with big sort of, you know, with, I guess, what am I trying to say? Like an overarching thing, you know, what is the overarching positive birth rather mm. than the specifics? Because I wonder if getting bogged down in the specifics of, you know, my positive birth experience has to equal X, Y, Z. Do you then find that people who get really attached to a certain outcome, then they have to deal with the trauma of not living up to that outcome or that release yeah. of it not happening? Oh, absolutely. And this is this is something that I share within the first five minutes of, of my, my course with my clients is that I don't want 
anyone going in with just one expectation of one experience because if we do that and we put together this birth plan and we don't even call it a birth plan actually we we call it birth preferences um, because even just that word this is what I'm planning we're putting all this oh, expectation the power of changing on changing the language <laughs> oh and exactly and so I want them to be open to whatever turn their birthing may take. And we have to be prepared for that because I can't guarantee that by coming and doing a, a hypnobirthing course with me that you're going to have that natural vaginal water birth. I just can't guarantee that because there is such a a there is very much a, where we have to surrender and things may deviate, but it's the mindset and how you perceive your experience that will create your your memory of that experience. Mm. And if you are going into birth uneducated, not knowing your options, having no idea how to work with your body, having, having your birth partner having no idea about the medical system, about the options and how to advocate for you, that is when when things, if things do take a turn, that's when it can start to be we're going down that traumatic experience. Um, but when – and. In my classes, I share about the different types of induction, about using an epi or having an epidural or the, the pain relief options available or cesarean birth. And I, I even show birth videos that are all different kinds of birth videos so that couples can or parents can actually see it's okay like if you need help, but it's mm. the techniques that you can use and the mindset um, that will make such a difference. But, yeah, absolutely. And it's really hard because I do have women that come into the course and I say, like, who like you know who likes to control things? And 80% of them put their hand up and that this is where I have to also teach them to surrender and release that control, um, which is, is sometimes hard for many women. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. And not just for women. I think that we all live in a day and age now where we have so much control that it is really uncomfortable at times to put mm -hmm. ourselves in a position where we knowingly are going to lose control. So I love that you keep the discussions realistic because I have spoken to so many women who have had like their real clear, you know, ideal birth in mind. And then when it doesn't happen, not only that they then recovering from the actual physical side of whatever ends up happening, they're also needing time to recover and accept that things didn't go the way they had planned. So I think it's really, really important that you focus on the control and also education because, yeah, it's yeah. a fine line, isn't it? You know, half of me is like, yes, focus on what it is that you want, but the other half of me is like, but let's just mitigate the risk of feeling like you've been ripped off and, you know, mm -hmm. that you're less of a woman because you couldn't do X, Y or Z. Yeah, exactly. And that's really what this particular program is about. Um, is that, you know, there are other programs out there um, that are, are different, um, but this program in particular, it's about you having a positive birth, um, not just a natural vaginal birth. Um, so, and I think that's really, really important to to help women and, and partners prepare it for all circumstances, you know, and look, there are definitely still some cir circumstances you'll never feel prepared for, but by knowing questions that you can ask or knowing, you know, using breath work or using different relaxation techniques that even if you are kind of rushed in for an emergency cesarean, that by you staying calm and focused, that then you are also gifting that calm calmness to your baby as well 
so that's that's something sorry I was just no no you're fine I was just gonna say also I think there's so much merit in just the fact that when we take action to inform ourselves or we take action to look after ourselves and feel like we're showing up and we're being proactive there are just more positive like there's a more positive feeling surrounding something that could otherwise make us really fearful so I think just being proactive and actually seeking out this information and these techniques would just have such a profound positive impact regardless of what actually even happens on the day exactly and that is something that is really important that I want anyone to feel that regardless of how their baby comes into the world that they know in their heart that they've given their baby the best possible birth with whatever circumstances they were given and some of those circumstances are out of our our control Um, but it's what you do in the preparation and the lead up to then when you are in that moment to go you know what I did do everything to prepare for this I was still able to stay calm I was my partner was able to advocate for me if we hadn't had prepared the way that we did, then it, things could have been very different experience for us. Mm. And speaking of prepared, your second tip is about looking into the different models of care. Yeah. This is something that I had no idea when I was pregnant about the options that were available. Um, I had always kind of, I'd always gone private for everything. And when we found out we were pregnant with my son, we hadn't, put the private health care for maternity on our on our uh, policy because um, we weren't quite planning on having a baby just yet. He came as a bit of a surprise. And so I was in this kind of headspace of going, oh, my gosh, I can't go private. And I always believed that by going private that you because you were paying more, that you got more better care and more options. And that then kind of made me have to look at, okay, well, what what else is available? And that's when I actually found that there are different programs that are like midwifery group practice programs where you get assigned a midwife and there's that continuity of care there. Um, There's also birth centres and I had no idea about birth centres. There's also home birth. And, you know, for my first, I was like, home birth, are you kidding me? This is, this would never be something that I would, I would think of as an option. But for my second, after having the amazing birth that I did with my first, that was when I realized like home birth was right for me. And I ended up having a home birth with my daughter, which I never would have done without what I had learned from the hypnobirthing program and having that confidence in my body. Um, so yeah, looking into, and look, it depends on where you are located. Um, whether it be you're in a totally different country to Australia, there are there are there are always different options available. But it's just sitting down and going, okay, well, let's look at our area. Who are the the private obstetricians in our area? What kind of reputa- reputation do they have? If we want to go private because we've paid the private healthcare go and interview some private obstetricians. Don't just settle with the one that your GP has referred you directly to. It's really important that you go in and it's like you interview different obstetricians and express to them, this is what we would like for our experience. We would like to approach this birth as naturally as possible, you know, asking them, what is your induction rate? What is your cesarean rate? Because if you are wanting to approach this birth as natural as possible um, and you choose an obstetrician that has a 70% cesarean rate, then there are big chances that that is 
the the path that this obstetrician may want to lead you down, even if it isn't for a medical um, reason. And there are caregivers out there. There's one caregiver that I know of. He, he has a 100% cesarean rate. He does not do vaginal births. That's how he runs his practice. But if you don't know that, then that's when it can become quite distressing when all of a sudden you're 39, 40 weeks and they're like, okay, we're going to book you in for a cesarean next week. You're like, well, hang on a minute. We wanted a natural birth. Um, so, yeah, it's really important to look at the options, even go and I call it interview, like especially if you're paying, you're paying them a lot of money to support you. So it's really important that you find a caregiver who is in alignment with what you want for your positive experience and ask sometimes the hard questions. They might, might may not like it because they may not be used to being questioned like that but you're better off to do it before and make the right decision right at the start than come 37, 38 weeks and realise that this caregiver is not in alignment with what you want and then have to, to, to change caregivers. So important. And so looking into the different models of care and then interviewing different caregivers, such valuable information because I think so many of us do Again, growing up, it's like, okay, you've got public or private. You either pay the healthcare and Mm -hmm. you can go down the private route. And if you haven't done that, then you'll take the public route. But there are so many more options, more options than ever nowadays. I mean, when I had the boys... I they were a complete they were a complete surprise we were not planning on falling pregnant at Mm -hmm. all we were six months out from our wedding and I was like okay this is not what we were expecting (laughs) so needless to say maternity cover private like private cover was not even on our radar whatsoever but I ended up going down the path of intermediate care so I had a private obstetrician in a public hospital and it was brilliant my experience was so so great but even now seven years on I'll mention that and some people go oh I had no idea that you know you could even do that and it ended up you know we were out of pocket what we would have been out of pocket had we paid for health cover anyway sure yeah and that's really important for for anyone that's possibly planning on having a baby is looking at okay well how much is this going to cost us as well um you know home birth with a private midwife it it does cost a, a little bit of money so you know being able to save for that or knowing that as soon as you find out you're pregnant you may have to call and get into that midwifery group as as soon as you've peed on that stick because they fill up very quickly and they only take a certain number of women each month um so rather than being disappointed and you get to 20 weeks and you're like oh i really wanted to go to the birth center doing the research or having a look as soon as you're pregnant is really important because choosing the caregiver is probably one of the most important decisions that you will make that can can make such a difference to your experience. And so the next tip that you mentioned is education, which is no surprise to me because I can tell how much you love to help help people understand their options and their rights. So talk to me about education. Yeah, so I 
I'm just coming, kind of coming back to my own experience as a, as a new mum. You know, there was so much I actually didn't know, but I didn't know I didn't know all of this information. And it wasn't until I actually um, did this course that it really opened my eyes up to the options that were available. You know, there was a lot that I just assumed, oh, okay, well, this just is just what happens in birth. You know, you everyone has the vaginal examination or everyone is induced. Um, if you don't have your baby by so many, you know, days over, they won't allow you to go past that date. And I didn't know that you actually do have options that you can advocate for yourself. And then having the education, not just about, I guess, the options that are available when it comes to caregivers and things like that, but the education around my own body was something that I it was never explained to me. So that I found fascinating to learn about the physiology of birth, how my body was designed to birth, but then being taught techniques to help me get through the labor and birth um, and condition my mind and my body in preparation for this experience because it is one of the most intense physical experiences that we can go through as women, but it's also one of the most amazing and powerful experiences that we can go through as well. So, you know, if you don't know your options that are available to you, then you don't have any. And what I want for all women and birth partners is to be a driver of their experience, not a passenger. And this is what's kind of also happening for many um, couples who maybe don't educate themselves or they don't even know that education is available and they go into the the hospital system and then all of a sudden all of these things start happening to them and it leads them down this this cascade of of intervention which could end up in in a cesarean and it's not until after they've had their baby that they stop and go we should have done more research and I have many second time parents that come to me and say that um they weren't educated the first time around so they didn't know that they could say no or they could ask for a, a different option. Um, so that's that's really important. That's what you'll find is quite eye-opening um, when you do a course like the Hypnobirthing Australia course um, is the options that are available and what also what our human rights are as well as women um, and that we can say no if we don't want to be induced. I am just sat here nodding along, Shari, because I often think if I was to go back and have another baby, it would be such a different experience because at the time I really felt as though every single midwife I spoke to was the expert and they would all have a different opinion. I was not nearly educated enough on what my rights were or I just, I guess I didn't have that self-esteem, that self-belief that I knew what was right for me and my babies Mm. because I was looking to each and every single person that I was putting on a pedestal as an expert. And of Mm. course they do have a level of expertise in their field for sure. But there is also a massive amount of personal opinion that comes along with each person you interact with during your pregnancy. And also after you have your baby or babies that when you're not feeling at your strongest, when you're vulnerable, it's really hard to advocate for yourself and yes. go, no, 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 this is what I want because you're looking at these people going, oh, you know, this is what Jenny said and then the shift changes and Susie comes on mm-hmm. and Susie's like, no, this is what you need and this is what you need to do. So educating and 
you know, feeling informed enough to really self-advocate, but also to have your partner or your birthing, your support crew advocate on your behalf. Yes. So that's yeah. invaluable. Like that, yeah. that to me, if you could go into labor, knowing your rights and having a really strong sense of, yeah, advocating for yourself, I think that would be like such a gift to start parenthood. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where too, you know, I I also advocate for medical caregivers because they are there to ensure that you are safe and that your baby is safe. But if you don't know what you want, how do they know how to help you? So that's where a lot of, a lot of women maybe do approach birth without knowing anything about the options or what they can do to help themselves. So of course the medical caregivers then do have to kind of take over and guide and, and manage and, and help this woman through the labor. Whereas I have a lot of midwives that contact me basically saying, you know what, thank you, Shari, for what you're doing because they love the hypnobirthing couples because they come in and they can actually stand back and actually just observe in the way that they want to and, and because the birth partners know how to comfort the, the birthing mother. They know how to help them with different techniques like acupressure points and massage and pelvic squeezes or encouraging them to get into different positions to help open up the pelvis more and create space. You know, we, we only see of women birthing on their backs. And this is something that I, I basically in the course basically say, you need to understand how your body works and then how to work with your body um, because you're not going to be creating space in your pelvis if you are just, you know, sitting up in a bed on your back. Sounds like a lot of what you do is dispelling those myths that we've all grown up accustomed to being exposed to. Yeah, absolutely. And some of those um, perceptions and beliefs are, are very ingrained in the subconscious mind. And that's that's kind of where the hypno, the hypnosis can come in. And through teaching these techniques and, and providing mums and partners with um, different relaxation, meditation and hypnosis tracks, which helps them to create these new neural pathways and new beliefs and perceptions about birth um, that come their birthing day, the confidence is there. They trust the, their body. They know how to ask questions and work with their caregivers. You know, they they can invite their caregivers into their experience and say, we would really love your help in in us having this positive birth. We would like to utilise and use these techniques. You know, if you have any other options for us, we'd love your help. So again, it's not about creating a divide between couples in the medical system. It's getting them to actually work together. Exactly. Mm, I love that. And now I just had a couple of questions that have come through via Instagram. Mm -hmm. I mentioned on stories today that I was going to be speaking to a hypnobirthing expert and a couple of the same questions came through straight away. And that question is, how can hypnobirthing help if you are having an elective C-section or an emergency C-section? So in, in the main course, so the course that I, uh, I teach is a 12-hour um, course. Um, within that, and it's in, mainly in the last session, we talk about possible se- special circumstances and I even talk about cesarean birth. So I've actually attended a cesarean birth. I was invited by an obstetrician to come in and actually go through the whole process and follow a woman through the experience so that I could understand 
the different stages. And that is where then I explain um, to my uh, clients what happens in a cesarean birth, but then I, I show them and teach them techniques that they can use at each and every uh, different stage, right through from pre going into the theatre, what they can do to relax their mind and body, then when they're having the spinal block or if they've had the epidural, how to use um, different visualisations and breathing to get through that, to even during the surgery, what they can focus on. And I teach the birth partner different touch techniques and things like that. So, um, but then we also have an actual program. It's a specific positive cesarean birth program so this I love that yeah so so this particular program we don't talk about vaginal birth or anything within this this is specific to cesarean birth and we even have um, cesarean birth tracks um, that again reference um, a cesarean birth or have positive cesarean birth affirmations so that's like a three and a half hour private one-on-one course that I offer um, that I'm, I'm trained to, to offer as well. So it's because no matter how your baby comes into the world, even if you choose cesarean or if that's um, the safest for your baby to come, you know, come in earthside, you still deserve to have a positive experience and also know your preferences as well. You know, how to, how to ask for certain things. Like, can you have immediate skin to skin as soon as baby is up and out? Can you have delayed cord clamping? Can you create the atmosphere in the theater room by having some beautiful meditation music in the background? These are all things that you can request, but it's just knowing again, your options around that. Um, so yeah, hypnobirthing is not just for a natural vaginal birth. It's especially, yeah, the program I teach, we, we have a specific program just for cesarean birth. And to be honest, I don't think there's any other program like it in the world. No, I was going to say I've not heard of anything like that. And as soon as you said, I just had a smile come across my face because as someone who has had a C-section, I think often it is inferred that we've taken the easier option. And, of course, to a certain – I mean, it, no option's the easy option or, no. or they're all the easy. It depends which way you look at it. But it's just I wish – and I mean, if I could go back, I would definitely do things differently with my own C-section. So to hear you speak about the fact that you have that available for couples who are either having an elective cesarean or that just medically that's what needs to happen, mm. how nice, how inclusive that you are empowering them as well. I think that's brilliant. So thank you for yeah. that contribution. I think it's amazing. Oh, it, it's a beautiful program. It really is. Now, the next question that came through is, what is the difference between hypnobirthing and calm birthing? Um, So in hypnobirthing, we utilise self-hypnosis. So it's teaching self-hypnosis to help reduce and and remove fears. Um, We also very much focus, um, or especially in my classes, in really um, hands-on Um, techniques like the breathing and especially for the birth partners I teach the birth partners acupressure points massage I think I mentioned before Um, so the main difference um, and also like I I haven't attended a calm birth course so I I can't really kind of say the exact differences they both have the the same philosophy in wanting to help you achieve a a calm experience Um, but I think with the calm birth that's only offered by midwives um whereas hypnobirthing is offered by a range of different practitioners with different experiences um 
But from what I, I have had couples who have done calm birth and then come to me for their second and they have mentioned that there is a big difference in the techniques. It's mainly the techniques that, that, that we teach. Amazing. Thank you. Now, before we let you go, because I feel like we literally could talk all day. I'm so fascinated <laughs> by what it is that you do and I just love your messages. Um, but before I let you go, do you have a couple mm. of minutes to answer some rapid fire questions so that our community can get to know you on a personal level? Absolutely. Let's do it. Awesome. Okay. So, Shari, what is your go-to coffee order? Coffee, I have, I'm, I like a strong coffee, so I get like a triple shot almond milk latte. Oh, my good God. I would be dead if I had a triple shot. <laughs> I'd be like shaking today. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, strong nervous system there. Yeah. Um, what is your all-time favourite book, if you have one? I absolutely love books from Gabby Bernstein. So The Universe Has Your Back is probably... Super Attractor. Yeah, Super Attractor. I saw her live this year and she's just such a, an inspiration. Um, so, yeah, Super Attractor and I would say that The Universe Has Your Back for me was a huge life-changing um, book that I, I read a few years ago and I've probably read it about four times now. I love that. And do you have a habit that you can identify as your most annoying habit oh gosh um i have to ask my husband that one <laughs> my most annoying habit um but well, i'll I share with you one of one. my annoying one of my annoying habits is that i rarely put the lids back on things tightly like i'm I'm known for just like I'll put the toothpaste <laughs> lid like I'll just rest it on the top of the toothpaste or I'll do the same with like a jar of peanut butter like those sorts of little annoying habits that really you can improve super quickly but they're kind of just part of you yeah oh look my husband gets annoyed he he's very much a as you cook you clean and I don't I cook and I dump everything in the sink at the end and I eat and then I come back and clean and he doesn't like that about <laughs> funny and do you, have, sure. do you have a habit that you would identify as your best habit, something that really, really serves you well? Um, let's see. I'm always – I love – just learning <laughs> that's you know I'm always either listening to a podcast or an audiobook mainly kind of birth related um birth looking nerds. at research yeah exactly like that's what I do in my spare time is I I listen to birth podcasts or I'm doing research evidence looking up evidence-based um information to share more with my clients so mm. I'm always learning um and yeah, it's definitely served me well over the years. Being a voracious learner is a great habit. Do you have a all-time favourite movie, like the sort of movie that whenever you see it pop up, you just have to watch it, you just love it? Yeah, for me, it's A League of Their Own. Um, oh, it, yes. Yeah, I, I just remember watching that over and over and over as a child and then it was actually on TV a few weeks ago and it was I literally sat there and was saying every single line my husband's looking at me just going what are you doing I'm like I know every single line that's coming up next for that movie yes it's such a great one it's Gina Davis isn't it 
Yeah, and Madonna and Rosie That's O'Donnell. Right. Yeah. That's right. Such a good movie. Um, okay. And do you have a favourite quote or words to live by? Well, I love the, the quote, the universe has your back. And also if you don't have any, if you don't know your options, you don't have any. Such a good one. When you said that earlier during our conversation, I was like, oh, that is a tweetable quote. <laughs> it is. <laughs> love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Where can our community connect with you? Where should we send them to learn more about hypnobirthing and what you do? Yeah, thank you. So you can come and follow me at Belly to Birth. So that's Belly, the number two, and then birth. Um, and my website is belly, the number two, birth.com.au. And I offer face-to-face courses on the Gold Coast, but I'm also offering the full course online through live webinar. And now I'm actually um, teaching people from all over the world now. So it's beautiful, like all over Australia. I've got 11 in my online group at the moment. That's tonight. Um, I, you know, although coronavirus hasn't been great, it actually has been amazing for me to be able to reach out to more couples in regional areas and even overseas now and share these amazing um, techniques. Um, So yeah, bellytobirth.com.au is where you can find me. Amazing. And again, thank you. Not only did I learn some things today, I just really enjoyed speaking with you because it is so evident how passionate you are about this topic. And I think anytime we can speak about the things that we're passionate about, it's always just I don't know, it's such a nice experience to engage in that conversation. So thank you. Well, thank you for this opportunity, Carly. I really appreciate it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 